0: What's up sisters and friends, welcome back to another episode with some new sisters and friends. Y'all, I'm so excited because today I get to talk to two people who are very special in my life, who are literally met my day-to-day life. They work for Team LO and are also super good friends and we're going to talk about what does it look like to start a new job, what does it look like to step into the unknown, what does it look like whenever you're insecure in a certain thing that you're asked to lead in, how do you get past perfectionism, self-doubt, all of these things that go into starting a new job, moving to a new place, and really just life in general. So I'm so excited to talk about this. Before we dive in, though, I want to read a verse that I read this morning um, because I feel like when it comes to starting something new, the scariest thing is just like feeling like, "Am I equipped to do this? Am I actually do I actually have what it takes?" Or even the loneliness uh, that it can feel sometimes to be a leader or to move to a new place. And as I was reading Psalms 28:7 this morning. I underlined it, and then I wrote it down as a reminder to myself. And it says, the Lord is my strength and my shield. In him, my heart trusts, and I am helped. And I thought, man, that is so Good. He's my strength and my shield. And when I trust him, I am helped. And I think that so many times we're just afraid that we are not going to have the help that we need, that we're not going to have the strength that we need, that we're not going to, you know, be able to have um, all that we need to do a task. But just to know that, man, in God, like I am equipped to do this. And not only that, but I'm helped by the God of the universe. And so what can go wrong? And I've seen these two people walk in to this office with. Um, humble strength, and I've just seen them just walk it out with the Lord. And so, I'm gonna ask them some questions, but first, I want y'all to get to know them. So, girls,
2: introduce yourselves. All right, well, I'm Hallie. Um, I am new here at LO. Um, that's part of what we'll talk about today. But um, yeah, I have been married for almost 11 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy story. And then I have three kiddos they're six, five, and three. And um, I actually have stayed home for the last s- almost seven years, um, and so done a lot of things in that time. But yeah, I've been primarily a stay-at-home mom, and uh, awesome. a lot of other ventures in there. But yeah,
0: that's awesome. I love it. And your kids are so cute. Y'all are like the so cutest cute. oh, family. Thank you seriously. They are so fun. They, they are, are so super fun. They keep us very busy. Uh. I have to just mention this because we went over the other day and her littlest one was playing with Honey and he's how old is Finn like? He just turned three. Three. <clears throat> In March yeah. And obviously Honey is not three she's like 10 months old she's a little different and, and you mean, know. so bossy. And he was like not having it because she was eating all of his toys and he kept going you can't eat toys.
2: Hey, I was like hey Good advice. What Honey doesn't realize, but she will, is like he has those rules for all of us, you know? Yeah. And we're just like. It's just his, it's his world. And we just like live in it, you know. <laughs> honey
0: was very unfazed by it. She was like, okay, yeah, cool. I'm gonna eat the next toy that I pick up. So it
2: was too good. Yeah. It was so good, which he totally did, you know. Yeah, this is just honey really in the face
0: of like eating everything. Oh, she yeah. eats everything. But the funny thing is, Finn was actually inspired. He was. Because we looked over, it and like five minutes later,
2: and he was secretly eating the toy. He talks <laughs> a big talk, but he was like, well, well maybe this is good. Let maybe she's not yeah. yeah, I
0: said, see, it's kind of fun, isn't it? And He goes. Yeah, it's kind of fun. <laughs> sometimes we just kind of let it loose in life. Got it, sometimes. It good. Good. Oh my
1: goodness. Well, I'm Emma. I am originally from Maine. I moved down here in September to start on Team LO. Um, let's see, what else? I went to school in Florida. I rode in college. So Cool. Yes, it was a journey and a half, um, but now we're here and I love it so much. So it's awesome. It's been a journey. I feel like God's taken me so many different places, but the place that we are like right now is just so sweet, and I just love the season. So so
0: cool. Yes, I love it. Yeah. So Emma, wait, how old are you? Twenty three. Twenty three. So you're twenty three. Really just graduated. You're mm-hmm. back in Maine, and yeah. you were in like a big almost transition of your life whenever I called, which yes. is actually a crazy story how Emma and I even um, met. That's so true. Yeah, Emma was
1: actually an ambassador on our Ella Sister app. I guess, how did we even find you on social media? Totally a God thing because I was walking through a season in college. It was during COVID. I was walking with my faith, but I wasn't like fully posting about it. And when y'all reached out, I was like, this is so strange. Like, of course, yeah, like, my answer is yes, but I was like, I have no idea how they found me, why they found me. It was totally a God thing. So they reached out in my DMs, and I was like, this has got to be a scam, but that's <laughs> how. And then it all, like, flowed from there. So it was totally a God wow.
0: thing. Wow. And to be honest, I have no idea how we found you. Like, I guess I have no Morgan idea. You know
2: this yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so Emma I was know. an ambassador because the first round of ambassadors, we were so scrappy. Literally, Team Elo just, like, stalked people on Instagram that were sharing their faith. And we were like, hey, want to come be an ambassador for LO mm-hmm. sister? Yeah. And I guess you were <laughs> one of them. And over the year that we had a sister, we had a retreat, so you came down to Louisiana. We yeah. got to meet you, among with all the other ambassadors. And um, you were like a good friend to everybody. Everybody loved you. Like Everybody had great things to say about you, That's but sweet. I didn't think much of it besides you were just a great person. I especially didn't think about you working here because you lived in no, Maine no, and no all this I stuff, think. and you were a little bit more shy. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't get to know each other super well. You were a little bit more quiet-spoken, and yeah. so you know, time goes on and then we're looking to hire. Morgan was moving and um, we were looking at the list of ambassadors and we both were like, I think Emma could be interesting for this. Like Mm -hmm. no idea what she's doing in life, no idea what she wants to do. It wasn't like you applied for this job, just kind of reached out. And
1: tell where you were on the other side of this because I feel like the timing was so cool. It was crazy because I reached out to Morgan a year before because I needed an internship to graduate. So I was like, it would be so sweet, like if I could do something virtual, I don't know if y'all are able to even do that. So her and I got on the phone and she goes, no, like we would have to be in Louisiana. I was like, okay, like no problem. Put that down, that was a year later. So I was supposed to move to Boston. I say supposed to, because that was like the plan that I had created for myself. I was in Florida, then we hit COVID, had to go home to Maine, was working also in fashion blogging for someone, which was so fun. Um, And then also graduating, like trying to graduate. So on the side, I was talking to a friend I'd grown up with. We were supposed to move to Boston September. And then that got pushed back even more because of COVID. Like mm. the city was totally shut down. Then we were like, okay, January, that's gonna be our time. We're going. And then she messaged me later and she told me that she needed to move to DC for her job mm. to do it like virtual because her sister was there. So I was like, okay, no problem. And then I got another text from her in I wanna say it was like June. And she goes, In the fall, we're moving to Boston. I was like Like, we're moving to Boston. Like, this is happening because she was moving back. And then I got a text from my sister because our sisters are really close, too. She goes, hey, did you know, like, she signed a lease with somebody else? And I was like, no. Like, I had no idea that was happening. Um, And we're fine now. Like, no drama at all. Like, we're really close. And she signed with someone else. So I was like, okay. I have no idea because I was dating someone in Boston I really potentially could have saw my future with. I had this job that I was doing fashion blogging, but it was virtual, so I could go anywhere. Um, I was starting to, like, make friends in Boston, so I really felt like, Boston was lining up. And when I found out it was, like, a closed door, I was like, God, like, I have no plan B. Like, that was my only plan. Wow. So I remember writing one day. I was sitting, writing in my journal. I have a picture of just like my journal and I wasn't taking like a sad photo like that ugly cry that was not the selfie but <laughs> um I was sitting there I was writing and I remember the moment so clear it was like God I have no plan B you are gonna have to be so clear on this like mm-hmm. so clear about where you need me to go and I just remember him saying like you're not gonna need to promote yourself in any way Like, I just need you to lay down Boston completely. Wow. And for me, that meant, like, letting go of the relationship. That meant letting go of the job I felt like I loved. Like, I truly loved that job. But in my heart, I felt like a tug. Like, you are just going to have to set this down sometime Mm -hmm. soon. And then, like, the friends I made, there, still great friends. But, like, it's just not the season for that to move. So fast forward a little bit later. I laid all these things down. I was like, okay, God, you're going to have to be so clear on this one. Because, like I said, I had no plan B. And two weeks later, it was so crazy because I was talking to my mom. I was like, I really want to move like September, October, because like Maine's a great place to be in the summer, but like winter, not the place you want to be. (laughs) And there's not like super strong community, like Christian community. So I was like, September, October, I'd love to move somewhere. What that looks like, I have no idea. So when you and I got on the phone, then one of the first things you said to me is like, hey, I know this is crazy, but like September, October, we'd love to fill that role. And I was like, what? Like, yes that was my yes because i remember wow. saying to god like if you're so clear on this i'm gonna say yes wow. and it was just so clear to me even though it was scary to walk into yeah even though it was like totally different for me i was like wow okay this it was wow. just made so clear and from that yeah. everything flowed so perfectly and i say perfectly like just god guiding it it was like Wow those changes you have when you move of like well who are my roommates gonna be yeah how am i gonna get down there like what does this job even look like all those mm-hmm. things Like, I was leaving a mentor that I loved. So when I was laying all those things down, I was like, you're going to have to be clear on those things too. And it was so cool because then everything just flowed from there. Wow. When we got on the phone, you were like, there's three three girls that wanted to live with you and they, like, needed a fourth roommate. I was like, okay, check. Like, it it just aligns so clearly. So, like, when God spoke to me and was like, you're just gonna have to not promote yourself in any way and just trust me on this one. And I feel like it just flowed wow. from there, so. Oh
0: my gosh, I chilled. It was so crazy. I did so not crazy. even
1: know a lot of
0: that. I didn't know you were dating someone. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know you had to lay that down, which is really, really hard, especially so hard. when you see a future. I didn't know you had such a strong mentor. You loved your job. Like, I didn't know Mm -hmm. the extent of all that. And so that makes me even more blown away at your faith to come. But it's also, like, so kind that God was so clear. I was, like, actually journaling this morning. It's so cool that you're talking about this. And I was talking about how I said, God, I feel like so many things – that have happened lately have been so in your timing. And I just wanna Mm -hmm. jot down some things I've noticed about your timing so that Mm -hmm. next time when I'm trying to force something that's not right, like I'll remember this is what it feels like to be in your time. And I described it like this, I was like, (laughs) I feel like the things that are done in your timing are the most obvious things. Like it's almost like, duh, like, oh, like, wow. It's almost like we catch up to something that we already have known. I, I described it like, I said, God, I feel like you put like a box of secrets in my heart when I was Mm. born. And all of a sudden, like you open the box and whisper another to me. And I'm like, wow, like it's almost always been there. And Mm. that's how I felt with you. Like whenever Hallie started working, um, I mean, it was crazy, but it seemed so obvious. Like I was like. Why are you not working? Why are we not working together? Like, why have we not even thought of this, you know? It's like you, like September, October, it's so obvious. It's like, wow, this is so... And there's also such an ease to it. Even though it's hard and even though it's like... You moved from Maine to Louisiana, like, oh, my gosh, that is hard to do. But there was an ease in the sense that you did already have a mentor here, and that's a crazy story. Yeah. You had a couple friends from LO uh, Sister Retreat. Mm-hmm. You had roommates. You It was the perfect timing to move. Like There was an ease in the sense that God had prepared it in a certain way. So, so Hallie, f- you had to start something that was completely unknown as well, going back to work from yeah. being a mom and staying at home with your kids. Yeah. And so how have you navigated that
2: season of saying yes to something that um, seemed a little crazy? Well, it's funny. Whenever you said, um, you know, that it's it was like so unknown, but then also so obvious, because from my end, I'm like, was it so obvious? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, You know, it's funny. We've been going through, you know, resumes and interviews for some, um, you know, growth for the team. And that's been really exciting. And it's funny, like, uh, (laughs) yesterday I told Sadie when we were going through them that I was like, you know, really? Like, you wouldn't have found my resume in this stack for what I do. Because I think the timing, you know, because Finn did just turn three, I wasn't really anticipating taking on anything new until the fall. Mm -hmm. Um, But also... I I, I don't think that I would have considered myself the person for this job, anyways. Like, I don't think I ever would have been like, yeah, you know what? Let me apply for that. um, I can see that. I think you're right. I don't think you would have. No, I really don't. I mean, it's funny. Like, we already had lunch plans when you told me about the job, and you're like, oh, this crazy idea. I want to run by you. And I thought you were going to be like, I'm thinking about this for like conference. And I was going to be like, do it. You know? Absolutely. Like, I'll be your hype girl. Um, but then when you were like, Hey, like, I want you to do this job. I was like, that is actually crazy. (laughs) Um, so yeah. Uh, but it was, it is one of those things. Um, when we left lunch, well, like, um, you know, Steph and Court were there and I totally did not see it coming at all. But, um, you know, y'all were kind of just gauging, like, is this something you would even be I interested have no in? No idea. Yeah, what we were had we're never say. talked about this or anything, and um, you know, heart-wise, it was like an easy yes because I totally believe in what Elo does. Like, I'm um, have been behind you already as a friend, and so that that part was easy. But logistics-wise, like for my family, you know, and wanting to be there for my kids, and is this the right season, and is this the right thing? I did need to go about go away and talk to yeah. Andrew about it and, and pray about it. And it's funny. I left there and called Andrew and um, was like, okay, this is really crazy. Like, you know, kind of told him all. And um, he was like, well, you're right. We do need to pray about it. But also, um, you know, there's things that you're like, huh, never thought about this. Let me go away and really um, pray and, and really journal and, mm-hmm. and just sit on this for a while and listen to where the Lord leads me, but then there's other things where are like, actually, I didn't see this coming, but this actually is an answer to prayers we've been praying for a long time. Yeah. We just never thought it would be this way or method. Yeah. Um. And it's funny, I was listening, whenever you were talking, Um. trying to think what you said about, you know, just the timing of it all and following it and um, having to lay down everything, you know, it's, I think about back to dreams and things that I've had in my heart. You know, you talked about that and um, seeing them come to fruition at different times. And, oh, that makes sense. And you planted Mm -hmm. that in my heart. And, like, really, like, we all do have a lot of dreams. But at the same time, when you're walking with the Lord and you are walking in His Mm -hmm. will, um, actually the things that He has for you, you will not be able to quit. Like, they come to fruition because he is not going to let you quit. Yeah. And at the times that, I mean, with this job, with different things and the, and prior to this, like at the times that he really was calling me to step out, it was such a gift that I felt at the end of myself and felt like there was no way, there's no possible way that I'm the person for this job, that I can do this because he needed me to see like, yes, it is me. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and that, he was sustaining, and that was so good. There was no there's no way I can look back at certain things in my life yeah. and, and deny the fact that it was 100% him, wow. and I'm so that's grateful cool. for that.
0: Yeah, you know, that's so cool. It's so good.
2: So you talked a little
0: bit about just not feeling like you were the person for the job, and I think that that comes from a lot of reasons for you. I mean, part of that will probably come from because you have a family and because is it even the timing? Is that even what you want to do? All the stuff. Mm-hmm. But then another part that we've talked about is the self-doubt part of, like, do I even have what it takes to do this? And I know that that's come in your life in a lot of different areas. Just like most, all of us have struggled with self-doubt. Of like, am I really the person? Can I really do this? Am I doing a good job? Am I enough? All those things. Yeah. And so working through the self-doubt in life, like speak to that a little bit because I know moms feel that. I know uh, post, you know, yeah. college people feel that. I know all ages feel that. Um, but how have you worked through those feelings of self-doubt? Because I think everyone has self-doubt, but I think there's a difference in the people who choose to just stop listening and say yes anyways. I think that takes bravery, and I think that takes like a trust in God, that God, you've made me... Um this is who you've made me to de- be. You've equipped me to do this. So, even though my doubts are saying this, your word is saying this, or your mm-hmm. spirit is saying this. Um, and I just want to make that note and have you speak to that because I do think people think, well, if I have self doubt, then that means like I'm out. You know, mm-hmm. like yes. that means I can't do it. But clearly, you have had self doubt. I've had self doubt. You've had self doubt, and we're here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, there's something happening that doesn't mean that disqualifies you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so, what does it look like for you to work past those thoughts?
2: Well, you know, we probably don't have enough time to dive deep enough (laughs) into mom guilt, you know, on this one episode, but, um, you know, the funny thing about mom guilt, and and really this can apply to absolutely anyone at any season, Mm -hmm. but um, we do see it more when we are um, in charge of these little people, like I am their lifeline, I am the one that speaks for them and advocates for them, and, you know, (coughs) I mean, obviously, Andrew, too, but you do feel the weight because it's for someone else. And so we see this come out in mom guilt more, but really like the patterns begin now. Um, But, you know, it's, you kind of get to this point where you're like, when you're faced with a new new challenge or a new, like presenting a new thing, like, hey, do you want this job? You know, Mm -hmm. or whatever. You are now faced with Oh my goodness, I don't give myself permission that I would give my friend next to me. My mm-hmm. friend next to me is um a director, she's got a PhD in and counseling and um this friend has uh, you know, is so great in PT. They're yeah. both working moms. I don't think anything about that, but actually like it's realizing that I live in the doubt of like I have different sets of rules that I think that yeah. the Lord mm-hmm. holds me to it to this standard and she gets to be this and that's not actually true. Like yeah. we live in these lies, um, you know, that we think the Lord is holding us to the standard. But actually, it's the enemy's voice telling us all the places we can't go. Yeah. And he's whispering so it to them too. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but like, you know, jumping into the world of working mom, which is still so new and fresh to me, is like I have no qualms about my friends working. Why am I believing the lies yeah. that I cannot do that as well? Um, and so that's a lot of it. And one of the things my friends and I have become like really Big on is physically writing down those lies, yeah, mm-hmm. take the time because there's something about seeing it go from here to seeing it physically written to go that is crazy that, that is I'm crazy. believing that that is crazy and then being able to write a scripture, actually, this is what the Lord says, yeah, and um it's good, you know as far as like just realizing it is him and it's him that sustains me, one of the biggest stories that has been a big part of my life this year is. Peter walking on water. Mm -hmm. Like when he steps out, what I love about that story is when he steps out, he wants to, and he confirms with God, he confirms with Jesus, like, is this you? Call me if it is. And Jesus says, come. And so he did kind of go down the list of what he's supposed to And he's the only one that steps out of the boat, you know? And so he steps out and what Peter was called to do was impossible, but but he was still called to do it, you know? And it's when he takes his eyes off of Jesus and looks down at where he dares to stand that he goes, Oh my goodness, I can't do this. Like, this is too big. This is whatever. And it's funny. Like I remember reading that um, in the fall when I was going through a lot of stuff and, um, and thinking whenever Jesus said, he he immediately reaches out, pulls him out, they make it back to the boat, and he says, why did you doubt me? Mm-hmm. And like, in Peter's defense, want to be like, I don't doubt you. Like, I yeah. know you can do it, I just doubt me. But like, mm-hmm. one of the things God is ingraining in me, and probably for the rest of my life, is like, actually, when you doubt your calling, you're doubting the caller, because yeah. he's asked you to do this, and he is going to sustain you. Wow. And there was so much grace in Peter realizing When he fell, like better for him to fall and have Jesus lift him and know that that was his lifeline Mm, than to take a hundred successful laps around the boat and think it was him.
0: Yeah, that's and really that's gonna
2: so much grace, you know. Preach, come on, take me to church.
0: Good. That is so good. Mm. I'm sitting here like, wow. I need my notebook, correct? <laughs> I have down. my notebook. I I'm like, like, okay. Good. Well, that was so convicting because yeah. I say that to God all the time. That's kind of my line with God. I say, God, mm. I don't doubt you, but I sure do doubt me. And that's so true. It's mm-hmm. like, no, if I doubt myself. A lot of, like, really, that's doubting what God can do in me because, I mean, the Word says that, like, His Spirit dwells within us. Like, Mm. He is within us. Like, we are the new temple. Like, we hold, we host the presence of God. And so if I'm doubting me, I'm really doubting what God can do through me. And so that's true. Like, I've never thought about that. Because, like, part of me is like, well, yeah, I would doubt me because I can't do it. And that's why I need you. And that's true, and that that dependency, like, you're right. Like, he did fall, and he did need Jesus to lift him up. But then also saying, but, like, you're actually in me, and that's why I'm able to do the impossible. That's why he was able to walk on water in the first place. That was never him. No. Mm -hmm. It was always God. That's so good, but because in that context, it's like Jesus is over there and he's right here you're not really thinking about the fact that like god had to be mm-hmm. within him yeah. to be able to
2: walk on water yeah it's so true. if you take your eyes off of him and begin to look at the waves and the wind that is against you it you will fall well, every time fall. there's always that
1: yeah. you will fall the thing is we all have strengths and weaknesses and we always yeah. stop at the weakness and i feel like that's where god starts because he says like yeah. my strength is made perfect in your weakness Absolutely. yeah so like there's been so many times in my life even where it's like, okay, God, I can't, I, I don't know how. Yeah. Even writing a message or talking to someone where it's like, yeah. I just need you to work through me and act yeah. through me. And there's mm. co- such a confidence that comes from that yeah. and a strength because he wants to be there. Sure. And we just give up on the weakness part. Yep. do we you back down.
0: feel mm. equipped for the job? No.
1: You? Absolutely not. Because there was a time in my life, and maybe it was a lie, even just from the enemy, where someone must have told me or the enemy told me, you can't write. Like, you're not mm. a good writer. You're not smart. You're just not, wow. you're not good for this. Wow. And I was like, that was the thing when you asked me. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I really believe that lie. Wow. So I remember just saying to God, like, you're going to have to act through me and speak through me. And that's wow. been my prayer every single day, even up to this point, And it will continue to be because I don't want to be strong enough in my own strength. Yeah. I want to mm-hmm. be strong in what He wants me to do, what He wants yep. me to speak, what He wants me to act on. It's good. Um. So no, I was not confident at all, but through wow. doing it and breaking out of my comfort zone, I feel like I found a confidence, not in me, but in him. Wow, so That's it's awesome. Yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. One thing I've seen in you, Emma, is I've told you this before. You are a leader through and through
0: with your actions. Like mm-hmm. you lead so well. If someone follows you, they're in good hands because you lead well with how you live your life, how you walk, how you talk, how you do the whole thing one thing I've seen that you're not as confident in is in just your speaking, like mm-hmm. leading a crowd through words. You lead crowds through actions, but not so much through words, which is fine. Everybody has their good things, but there are times in this job where you have yeah. to leave with your words. And I've seen that be a challenge for you. And so 100%. how do you get past those moments where you know, like, this is something I'm not great at, but I'm but I'm called to do it or this job requires me to do it. Um, Because I think some people might think, okay, this is not for me, I can't even do this. And I've never seen you say like, I can't do it. Like you've Mm -hmm. always been like, great, I can do it. Or if I've talked to you about something, you're like, cool i'll do it like next time great yeah. thanks for the feedback mm-hmm. um you're also the most team player i've ever met every time i've complimented you you say team effort even if it literally was just you <laughs> like you could go it fix a, team a team glass effort. of water and I'd be like
1: thank you and you're awesome well, like, somebody had to effort. put the water there
0: <laughs> yeah. see and i want that about you you're the most you're the most amazing leader and <laughs> team and all this stuff but how seriously, like, yeah. if there's a part of someone's job that they don't feel confident in, how do you grow in that and not hide from that? You mm. know? Because um, I think the tendency would be just hide and just say, like, oh, that's not really
1: me. That's not really what I'm hired for. But you've never said that to me. You've been like, mm. done. I think we've had so many great conversations. That was one of the first things on my first day you sat down and said, like, you're going to have to do things you're probably not comfortable in. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bring it on. And that hasn't always been my mindset. Like, growing up, I would probably be like, ah, somebody else can do it then like I don't want to try um and fail because nobody really wants to fail
0: yeah
1: um but just acting on that and saying like okay if you're gonna act and speak through me then I'm gonna trust you on that yeah and just because I've seen His faithfulness in the past of like showing up and being present and speaking through me and acting through me Mm -hmm. um to do the thing that might feel uncomfortable but I'm so like I get excited about being uncomfortable now and like that's this point in life and When I was moving here, I told a mentor, I was like, I just don't know if I can do this. Like, write and speak and, like, do all these things of, like, talking in front of crowds, like you said. And she said, the more comfortable you are being uncomfortable, the more comfortable you're going to be. So, like, we want to back down. That's good. That's good. Those are words. Wow. Those are words I was like okay. She's like, it doesn't mean you need to be confident in what you're going to do. You're going to need to be confident yeah. in what he does. And the more yeah. comfortable you are, like stepping out of your comfort zone, it's going to start to feel more comfortable, yeah. but you have to take those steps or you're just going to sit there and think like, I can't do it.
0: Yeah. So when so she great. said those
1: words to me, I was like, okay, like bring it on. Let's go. That <laughs> is so. And I've great. seen God show up in so many ways. Gosh,
0: so. I am so proud of you. And I'm you. so, I gotta say, I am shocked by you. Like, All all the time, every day, like (laughs) all the time, I'm shocked by you. And I think it's because when I talked to you on the phone originally, like when we had the interview, I loved who you were. I loved who you were. I thought you, like just in who you are, are an amazing person and worth hiring just because I wanted to be around you. I didn't know if your skill sets were going to be right for the job. You know, I really didn't. Um, But I have been shocked and amazed because who you are has proven to be an excellent leader and your skill sets have proven to be an excellent leadership position for us, and you've done an incredible job because you've stepped into the uncomfortable moments and just owned it, and you've mm-hmm. learned, and you've been willing to, like, have the conversations with me, on saying, like, how can you learn? I remember when you asked me, you said, like, how can I get better at speaking publicly? Mm-hmm. Like, those are the questions mm-hmm. that you've asked that I've seen you actually apply to your life and get better at, and it's the coolest thing to watch. Like, it is awesome, it is, like, you're like an Easter egg. It's
2: like, like, <laughs> so like clear looking, like being able to call that like those are lies when you're looking at someone else's life because mm-hmm. like who is like more capable than Emma? I know, you know right? what I mean. And, like, and <laughs> more capable than you. <laughs> it's but true, it's fun though. when you're on a
1: team where we yeah. can be like, okay, I don't feel comfortable. Like, yeah. how can I be comfortable doing this? Because you're really great at this, or. You're really great at this. Like, give me some like pointers or like yeah, teaching. Yeah, it's really good advice. And like, mm-hmm. it's so important to have friends around you like yeah. that, or have a mentor who can speak into your life and just be like, you can do this. Like, here are some tips. You're going to be uncomfortable, but like, I love go that. do the thing.
0: I yeah. love that, and I love the thought of like who is more, you know, who is more capable? Because it's that thought of you always think somebody else is more capable, yeah. but that person thinks that you're more capable, and this person thinks that you're more capable, and it just takes you believing that like. God is going to do this through me, and I'm going to work hard. You know, it does take hard work. It Absolutely. really does. Like, I say it's done with ease. Yes, there's an ease to it, but it's hard. Like, yeah. it's hard work sometimes. It's hard mm-hmm. to do stuff that's unknown. It's hard to do th- stuff that you feel like you might fail in. Like, that's just part of it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, on that note, Hallie, you talk about perfectionism a lot, and perfectionism is like – such a hard thing. And I mean, I I know, especially Mm -hmm. in college campuses, almost every single person I talk to on a college campus and say, what are you struggling with? Perfectionism Mm -hmm. is like the number one thing. And I think a lot of that is because when you look at social media, I mean, you're seeing a lot of perfect, you know, you're seeing a lot of filtered, you're seeing a lot of curated captions that are perfectly edited you're seeing a lot of friends hanging out with people on the weekends you're seeing a lot of successes and so we're we're holding ourselves to the standard that is perfection um, but it's not reality mm-hmm. and we're always going to fall short of that standard but that doesn't mean we're falling short from yeah. God it doesn't mean we're actually falling short from who we're called to be but of course we're going to fall short from this in you know un Uh, what is it, unrelatable, you know, picture that the world tries to present to us. Mm -hmm. And so can you speak a little bit to just like battling with perfection in your own life and how you've gotten to the place of just being willing to show up as you
2: are? Yeah, um, I mean, again, you know, this takes me, it's hard for me to not relate things to motherhood in my season of life, but like, again, when it is affecting those that rely on you and depend on you in so many ways, you're like, man, Lord, like, let me fail anywhere else but here. Let me Mm fail anywhere else but my Mm -hmm. family. But the truth is, like, one thing that I have learned, you know, we all all want to be, like, the unfailing mom, but, like, actually – if, if I could be their everything, that would actually be the worst thing for them. Like, mm-hmm. I think a lot about, like, the garden and how there's two trees, you know. There was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There was the tree of life. And when they sinned and when they had to leave the garden, it wasn't like, all right, here's your punishment. Here's your punishment. Now get out. You know, like, yeah. sometimes we picture it that way. But it was actually, like, they could eat from the tree of life and be frozen like they would get eternal life from that tree if they ate from it, but it would be an eternal life, eternally frozen at this distance from me, and wow. I do not want that for them. Yeah. And I think sometimes as moms we try to be that tree.
1: Yeah. Like
2: we want to be their everything, we want to be enough, but we want to do all these things, and that that is great. We do want to be a good mom, we do want to be a good vessel, but we have to realize like where that source is coming from. We we don't want to be that tree where we can we are their everything, and they never yeah. have to reach. to the Lord, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, yeah, like he, he loved them enough to say, like, I don't want them to be frozen forever like this. And then began the whole story of the gospel, you know? And like the, the beautiful story that I get to show to my kids is like, and we talked about this yesterday, like apologizing to my kids, like, Hey guys, I'm sorry. I was been, I've been grumpy this morning. Like I was stressed. You forgive me. And like, even though they're little, they understand already that, Oh, mom's not perfect. Yeah. So there's room for me mm-hmm. to apologize. Yes. And actually, like, you know, it, it was cool to watch them at age, like three, on their own come back without me saying, "Now say you're sorry and yeah. say, um, I'm sorry." I, like, I can remember Garnet, like one specific, on my in-laws' back porch, coming back after something. I don't remember what the offense was, but she came back on her own and said, "I'm sorry." And I couldn't model that out of perfection. Wow. I could yeah. only model that. Out of my failure yeah Mm -hmm. and like the lord takes your weakness and he uses that that's so good Mm -hmm. it
0: takes that humility to be able to say i was wrong that wasn't right yeah sorry whatever it is and i think like on college campuses especially relating to specifically sororities and girls who feel like they have to uphold this image of perfection like what would it look like if you humbled yourself and said hey guys like last night i was being pretty fake Like, I was not happy and I was, um, I drank too much or I actually just made a bad mistake with this guy that I was dating or whatever it is and I need some help. Like, I need some friends. Or maybe it was, hey, like, I failed that test actually and I'm super stressed I'm not going to be able to graduate. Like, Mm -hmm. what if you said that to your sisters? Your sisters. Like, your sisters and friends. Like, that's what they're there for, like, to be honest. But we're never going to get to that relational um, just, like, we're never going to get to the place, of relationship that we want to be if we're trying to be mm. perfect. You're just not. It Perfectionism keeps you from relationship, yeah. and that's what you're talking about with the garden. Like, had it been like that, how could they be in true relationship with God? Yeah. Like, the reason why I—one reason why I am madly in love with God is because I'm an imperfect human, and He's offered mm. me grace upon grace for, yeah. a, for every eternity, you know? Mm. So when I repent to Him, when I come to Him, and whenever I confess my weakness, it is it is never a condemning God who comes to me. It is a loving God who welcomes me back home. And, like, man, that's the beauty of getting rid of perfectionism is being welcome yeah. home. It's being a, a true sister, a true friend, true family. Yes. Um, it's a beautiful thing um mm-hmm. Emma, last thing I want to talk to you about and gosh yeah. y'all this has been so good like I'm I'm like learning from y'all as we're <laughs> I mean, going I'm like wow I'm like, <laughs> so bringing it I know I'm like really inspired and I think people are going to be as well yeah. um Emma, I want to talk to you about staying when things are hard because mm-hmm. things are hard life's hard especially we live in this world where hard things are happening people are getting COVID people are dying people are sick, people are, whatever it is, you know, people are losing jobs, people are yeah. um, shifting families, whatever it is. and. All of these things create this desire to just want to be home and not do anything and not even leave your house, you mm-hmm. know? But that's not reality. We, we we can't do that. We can't just hide. We have to go, we have to live our lives. We've only been given one life to live yeah. and you're really living it out. Now, that doesn't mean things haven't been hard and I know mm-hmm. there have been days where you miss Maine, where you yeah. your family's there, your people are there, your just familiarity, is that the right word to say? Is yeah. there, all of it's there and you're here. And so, On the days that get hard, how do you fight the resistance to go and how do you choose to
1: stay? Yeah. I think it's such a real thing, too, of you want to go back to what feels familiar, to want to be with family, to want Mm -hmm. to be around those things that you've known all your life, like I said. But I think for me, it's just, like, if God brought me here with such intention, like, for me, it's looking back a lot of days of, like, well, if I went back to Maine, like, that would be on my own will and that would be on my own, like, desire. And because I saw him bring me here so clearly and set, like, every step in front of me, it's just, for me, it's like, I'm not moving until you just make it clear, until you make that next thing clear. And even when I said, like, when I was moving, I was like, you're going to have to be so clear. I'm not going to promote myself in any way. You're Mm -hmm. just going to have to be so clear. And that's, like, a promise that I feel like God and I have made. It's like, I'm not moving until you are so clear. And I say to my friends sometimes, I'm like, I just need God to be, like, almost so clear to a point where it's like, Well, duh, like that's where God wants you. Yeah. And because He brought me here and He has been so faithful here and giving me like friends for a lifetime to have a job that I absolutely love, it's like, why would I want to move? Yes, things are going to get hard, but why would I want to move away from where God is? And my friend said to me once, it's like, if God's there, that's where I want to be. So that's where I'm like, God's here, God's moving, that's Mm. where I want to be. Yeah. And if I move somewhere, it's like, it's like Christine was saying
0: the spiritual FOMO, like we now have yes. spiritual FOMO, like a yeah. spiritual like, fear of missing out on what God has for us in that time. Mm-hmm. And yes, there are times to move. There are seasons for everything. Yeah. There will probably be a time in your life that you move again, you know? Maybe it's to me, maybe it's somewhere else. Maybe it's stay, but it's just being obedient to God. Absolutely. You know, if, if God says it, if God says go, you go. If God says stay, you stay. Mm-hmm. And I, I love your obedience to that. And I knew you were gonna say that because that's what I've seen play out in your life. That's and sweet. that's what I've heard you say. I just wanna encourage people with that because I think that. That, there's always like a wondering in our soul it's almost like am i doing the right thing or should i should it be should i be here should be? if god has you somewhere just be there like you yeah. don't you don't have to question you don't have to freak out like he will make it clear if you need to go mm-hmm. i remember one time i was in this relationship and i was like overthinking everything like do i need to break up do i not do yeah. blah, blah, blah. and it was very obvious i needed to like it was very <laughs> all obvious got those. like <laughs> hello like get out of this relationship like yes. i mean god was clear in every other way than how I wanted him to be clearly. I wanted him to come down in the form of Jesus and say, get out of this relationship, you know? And that did not happen and didn't happen. But I was just like, God, I just don't know. And I was like, God, Okay, if you give me a sign, like give me a sign mm-hmm. like that I can't miss it, and then mm-hmm. I will. And this is so funny because, I mean, I don't recommend that to people to ask for a sign. I mean, literally in the Bible, they asked Jesus that, and it did not go over well. Uh, he's <laughs> like, you crooked generation. So, but I went for it. I asked for a sign, and literally the next date I was on with this guy, we left dinner, We get in the car and, um, both of our friends had died and we were like, oh no, like, how are we going to get to where we're going? So it was kind of a stressful moment. Mm -hmm. And so he like whipped out like super fast to the parking lot and literally ran into a stop sign. Mm -hmm. Like we ran into a stop sign. That's what you know. And like, I was like gosh <laughs> no. God guy gave me a sign <laughs> like, it was like so clear like it, i like right in front of yes. me in the car there is
1: a stop sign and i just knew like, i have to do this and yeah. i did broke up have you bad. ever heard of the story it's like harold and the purple crayon uh-uh. yeah. it's like a kid's book and mm-hmm. i think so often in life like we draw this pretty much the book is about like he has a purple crayon whatever he draws it comes to life and so many times in life where like we see a perfect relationship we're like we just need a sign, God. And we start drawing these images in our head of what we want it to look like and come to life. And it's like, if you just hand the crayon over to God, he'll start like drawing your whole picture and like the whole box of crayons of like all these colors. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if we ask for those things or like those signs or whatever, God's going to be so clear. Just like give him the pen. He's going to draw. You aren't going to have to like strive Mm -hmm. or like create your own image or own art or whatever it might be. So that's what I encourage people today is like, just hand over the purple crayon because your life is going to be... So much more fruitful if you just let him do the work or like yeah. let yeah. him bring about the person in the right time. Yeah. Or like the move. Not come saying on. the change
0: won't be hard, but yeah. Yeah. come on. What a way to end it <laughs> with a yeah. good old children's, children's book. Yeah. Right? Sometimes I'm reading honey's books and I'm like crying. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not I'm not crying, you're crying. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. There's so many deep meanings so in them. good, yeah. Man, well I hope y'all are so encouraged. I'm so encouraged, and this is what it feels like when you sit down with sisters and friends, and I have to say There's my pen. I have to say, like, sitting down with two people who are genuinely sisters and friends in my own life, you see the difference, you know? You see the difference in our conversation. We're like, boom, 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 back and forth, this, that, that. This is what God did. This is what I just read. This is what we just talked about. And that's what I want for y'all in life, to have people around you that know the good, know the bad, know the ugly, know the, the mountaintops, know the valleys, so that you can sit with them and you can talk about the goodness of God and all the things, so that you can talk about God being a strength, God being a helper, God be in all the things, and uh, man, that's what helps get out that perfectionism. That's what helps get out that self-doubt. That's what helps you be able to stay when things are hard because you have community. That's what helps you be able to go when you're unsure because you call a friend. And so look, I know it's hard to build relationships, I know it's tough, trust me, I've been there, I've been hurt by friends, as we all have, and I've hurt friends, as we all have. But man, it's so worth fighting for that relationship, it's so worth getting outside your bubble and investing yourself in people who you can walk through life with. And so, I hope you're so encouraged. Send this to a couple friends, start a conversation around this conversation if you don't know what to talk about, and man, I think it'd be a great way to get to know your people a little bit better. We love you guys and hope that you'll have a great week.